Hey friend, welcome to the Bible Tract Echoes radio broadcast. I'm Mike McCurry, your host. We're going to jump right into an illustration that I think really puts its finger on how I feel as the host of this radio program, as the executive director of Bible Tracts Incorporated. Back in 1922, Texas A&M was playing college football against the powerhouse of their day. It was a difficult game. Now realize this is back in the day before they had, you know, 120 players on the sideline available to go in and substitute and all of those things. It was a much smaller affair. And so they were running short. They needed a substitute. They needed someone that was willing and ready to go into the game because they were getting beaten. They were getting battered and they needed some extra help. There was a young man. His name was E. King Gill. Mr. King, we'll call him for now. Mr. King had been a football player previously. I think maybe even the last year, 1921, he had played on the football team, but he had decided to set his sights more on basketball. And so in this particular game, he wasn't on the sideline. He wasn't available as a substitute. From what I understand, he was actually up in the press box helping the reporters identify the different players out there on the field so they could write their little report on the game. And so the coach sent someone to run up to the press box and get E. King Gill and to bring him down to the sideline and say, son, you've got to suit up. You've got to get ready for the game. We need you right now. And Mr. King, Mr. Gill, he decided, you know what? I'm going to help my team out. He's gonna, I'm going to help my alma mater out. And he went and he got suited up. I don't know if he had to use cast-off equipment or if they had some extra pads and helmets and all those things. I don't even know if they wore helmets all the way back then. 1922. Now, interestingly enough, that substitute, that man who showed up, who was summoned to be a substitute... He never actually made it into the game. He got suited up, and he stood there on the sideline. He was ready to go in. But, as things would have it, he was never called upon. He actually, they they didn't need him for that particular game, but he was ready. Texas A&M, they went on to win. And so was born a tradition, what they call down at Texas A&M, the 12th man. You see, that young man, he stood available. He stood ready. He stood there for as long as was needed in case he was called upon as a substitute, as a replacement, as a helper. And so, to this day, a tradition that was born in 1922, the fans in the student section of Texas A&M during football games, they all comprise what they call the 12th man, and they don't sit down for the entirety of the football game. That's right. There are seats in the stadium. There are places for them to sit down. They built the stadium with seats, but they don't use them. The people of that school, uh, students, they stand for the entire... Now, realize a football game is normally 60 minutes of playing time, But with commercial breaks these days, you know how that goes. It can be a two and three and four hour affair. And those students stand the entire time in solidarity with E. King 
Gil, think about that. That they would be so ready. That they would be so prepared. That's what I think of when I think of you folks. When I think of people that would take of their time to listen to this broadcast, would take of their time to invest in our ministry through prayer as so many hundreds of you have decided to partner with us, to band together in prayer. I can't tell you what that means to me. To know that so many of you think so highly, not of me, not of our team here, but of the gospel and the God of the gospel, that you would be willing to be always the 12th man, ready when needed. I very much thank you for that. I am thankful for you. And that leads us to where we're going today in the broadcast. I'm excited about what God has led us to. I hope what we talk about will be a blessing. We will begin, let's see here, in the book of 1 Thessalonians. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse number 18. Are you there? 1 Thessalonians 5, 18. The Bible says this, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. In everything give thanks. There are so many verses we could use to begin this uh, week of broadcasts. Of course, we started yesterday with thanking God for answered prayer and shared even some answers to prayer that you shared with me. But today, as we dive into thankfulness, I'd like to point out by way of introduction that thankfulness is truly a command of God. We are required by our Master, by God, to be thankful. Realize that thankfulness, it's a command of God, but also connects us to God. Philippians chapter 4 and verse 6, Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. Now, oftentimes we think of prayer and supplication as these things that we're supposed to do. We're supposed to go to God in prayer, but it says, with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known unto God. And so we see that thankfulness is not only a command of God, but it connects to God. And lastly, by way of introduction, it shows closeness to God. Psalm 100 and verse number 4 says this, Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. And into his courts with praise, be thankful unto him, and bless his name. So oftentimes we bust through the doors of God's holy throne room of prayer, and we clamber up in God's lap, and we start whispering all the things we want and need and require in his ear as if he's just some Santa Claus. Well, friend, God loves to hear our thankfulness. And actually, he requires and desires our thankfulness. But how often do we go straight past the thankfulness? We don't enter into his gates with thanksgiving or into his courts with praise. We go past all of that and start jumping directly into what we need and what we want, what we desire. These things are ought not so to be. Thankfulness. 
It's a command of God. It connects to God, and it shows closeness to God. Now, we're going to continue on. I'm going to give you this week just some practical thoughts about thankfulness, some very practical things that I'd like you to take with you to kind of push down inside you and just when you need them, dredge them up and remind yourself of them. We're going to begin with something that I'd recommend you should, when it comes to thankfulness, you should say it. What I mean by that is you should say you're thankful. You know, it's funny, you would seem a lot more thankful if you said it a little bit, if you acted like it a little bit. I was thinking about this. I was sitting in a Sunday school class under my home pastor, actually my father-in-law at my local church. I was off the road that particular weekend and not too long ago. And he was talking about the husband and the wife relationship and how so much of it can hinge on just a little problem or, or it can be fixed by just a little bit of effort. Maybe husband's just clearing the dinner table can make all the difference. And some wives out there are shaking their heads like, yes, if you knucklehead, if you'd get a hold of this, it would change our relationship. Well, we're not going to get into the marriage relationship. We're talking about the father-son, the, 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 the child-god relationship. But think about that. How often do you actually say you're thankful? How often do you indicate with your lips that you are thankful. To my chagrin, sometimes I find things coming off my lips that I wish I wouldn't say. Have you ever gotten halfway into a sentence and thought, I've got to grab that back. I, I, I should not be saying that. How often, can I ask the inverse, how often have you accidentally said something nice about someone? Hmm. So often we, quote-unquote, accidentally say mean things or disparaging things, but we don't accidentally say nice things, do we? I hope you do. I hope that's a problem for you. I hope you're tripping over yourself accidentally saying nice things all the time. Let me encourage you to say that you're thankful. Very quickly, let's sing our thankfulness as well. The book of Ephesians chapter 5, 19 through 20, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. I think of all the songs that we sing. You, you can't go too far in a hymnal without seeing thankfulness just dripping off of every page. To think about us singing of Calvary and what God did for us. We should be thankful. To think about heaven and the home that's prepared for us there. We should be thankful. To think about the old life where I came from. We should be thankful. To think of those invitation hymns. I surrender all, all to him I owe. Sin had left a crimson stain, but he washed me white as snow. It sounds like there's things to be thankful for, doesn't it? Let me encourage you not only say your thankfulness, but also sing your faith, your thankfulness. 
in the coming days, Wednesday and Thursday and Friday, we're going to continue in this vein of thankfulness. My hope is to give you a little charge, a little primer, a little bit prime in the pump for a month of Thanksgiving when we come to November very soon. I, my desire, my goal is to encourage you, to exhort you to live a more thankful life. We'll talk more about this in the coming days. Let me encourage you to join us for the remainder of this week on Bible Tract Echoes. My prayer, as always, is that you have a great day for His glory. Now, if you'd like to reach out to me directly, you can always do that. You can text me right now directly. I'll give it to you one time, real slow. If you want to pray with us, if you want to pray for us, if you need prayer, text me at 300 nine three one six seven two four zero as always have a great day for his glory and god bless thank you for joining us today for bible tract echoes a ministry of bible tracks incorporated If you would like to receive a free sample booklet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 130, Dwight, Illinois 60420. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.